Welcome back, everybody. I have an amazing guest for you today, her, and I'm going to let her do the introducing because, I mean, why not have her do it? It's going to be such an amazing episode for you, and I can't wait to share. This is something that um, I think everybody should definitely explore in their life, this type of work. Um, I didn't even know existed until recently, so I'm so excited to have her here today. Can you please tell us your name, who you are, and what you do? Path to Business, the podcast. We're your hosts, Luke and Bethany Barrett. We're a husband and wife team building a legacy with our three children that we're so damn proud of. School of YouTube graduates, full-time wedding photographer and videographer, operating a thriving six-figure business. We share all our best strategies and experiences that we've learned along the way. Featuring other amazing businesses so you can genuinely get inspired. This This is is your Path to Business. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, My name is Jennifer Hall and I am a psychic medium. So that means that I actually communicate with spirit, non-physical energy, and um, kind of bridge that gap between us here in the physical world with those in non-physical form. So loved ones on the other side, um, our souls, our inner beings, our spirit guides, our angels, that kind of thing. Amazing. And, you know, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story because I actually met uh, you just, I guess it's been what, two weeks ago now. And uh, it was definitely a life-changing experience being able to talk to you. And I knew that just even before our meeting that I wanted to chat with you on the podcast because I think that this is just something that is uh, so not talked about in the everyday life. Like I just don't hear about it as often. And I think that it really is valuable, especially for, you know, entrepreneurs, because sometimes we have a lot of time with ourselves. And I think that there's a lot of things that come up and thoughts and things like that. So I think that this is such a, an amazing thing that you do. And especially that you get to run it as a business. I think it's such a wonderful thing that you can put two and two, like put those together. So can you tell us though, before you started reading or spirits or energies, or maybe you always have, you know, before your business, what did you do? Um, It's funny. This is the question that I think is like the hardest to answer because like, where do you start? I, um, I do feel like that, you know, once I did start my business, which I know that we'll talk about, um, it kind of, it was like my whole life made sense to me. Like I was like, Oh, okay. I got it. So I didn't know that I was a medium my whole entire life. I didn't know. Um, I knew that I was connecting to spirit that I've had many, many experiences with, um, you know, non-physical energy and all of that, but, um, it was never in my zone or frame of mind to be a medium or have a business around it by any stretch. That wasn't a plan necessarily of mine. I know that a lot of people, um, have these entrepreneurial plans and it wasn't, it really wasn't, you know, on my horizon, but Um, I did grow up in an entrepreneurial family. So my mom and dad, they worked together. They were in the financial planning industry. And, um, and I saw, you know, all the freedom that was created from it. They were able to be around for my sister and I, we were um, really lucky to have like my dad being like the coach of our hockey teams and all that kind of stuff. And my mom being able to pick us up from school if we were sick or anything. Um, But, you know, we saw the unglamorous side of it as well. And, And it was busy and it was stressful for them a lot of the time. And a lot of our conversations at home revolved around them talking about work and um, so you know it was a a lot Um, but I think it was instilled in me at a young age that um, I don't know that I necessarily knew what I would do as a business owner and I kind of I think assumed that I would probably go into the family business to be honest with you Um, but but it appealed to me the the business ownership even though there were you know difficult times it was um, I just I couldn't see myself necessarily working that nine to five job for someone else. And um, so I often just even kind of throughout my life, there's been a bit of a theme of going back to just kind of starting these little side companies or like these little side businesses and, and things like that. Um, I went to school though, thinking again, I was on that path of business. So I did financial planning and some business stuff in college. And then um, actually I was listening to That doesn't seem like you at all. (laughs) When you're saying right now, I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) And and hence the reason why, like it was so, and knowing what I know now about energy and and how, you know, when, when something clicks, it clicks. Right. And, and I just, I literally spent like, when you ask like, what did I do before this? I probably spent all my time trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do and like where (laughs) I belonged in life. And, um, and I just, didn't fit right and all of that the the whole business side of it but I did go I, I went on and got my insurance license I worked with them for a little bit 
And I literally mean like a little bit, like I worked for them for, I don't even know how long, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. It was the worst for me. Um, and, uh, and I, I ended up doing, going back to university and I did an undergrad in law. Cause then I thought, Oh, I'm going to go be a lawyer. And I was listening to another one of your podcasts. And I was like, I totally relate to that. <laughs> I'm going to be a lawyer. Uh, uh, uh-uh. like I finished my degree, my undergrad, but I was like, this was again, early on, I decided that wasn't for me. So as far as jobs go, like I worked in um, service industry. I was a server for a long time. I worked in retail a little bit. I worked at Lululemon for a long time and I loved it. I loved the vibe. I loved the, um, the spirit of it all. And, um, and I, I did, you know, dabbled in network marketing businesses. I owned my own jewelry making business and um, I don't know, basically just floated around trying to figure out where I belonged in life. Wow. Amazing. So how long have you been doing this? I don't even know if I know this. Yeah, no. So um, I started doing readings for people in 2014. So just about seven years ago. Oh, wow. So how did you just, how did you start that? Like, how did that, you go from working at Lulu, but I can kind of see the transition, right? Like going from like very like um, structured organizations, you know, um, to, um, like knowing exactly what you're going to be doing than to go to, you know, Lululemon where they do have that, you know, they do really connect to people, right. And to that higher being or, you know, like your higher self or whatever it is that they say. Um, but you know, really connecting right. And that, um, that mindset piece. So I can see how that probably started to make you shift a little bit. Absolutely. And I think that the, the, first shift I think that I really had was in my early 20s I was working at a spa here in Ottawa and um, I was connected with one of the massage therapists was Reiki master and I don't know if you know what Reiki is but it's an energy healing um, and uh, kind of a holistic healing you know alternative healing kind of therapy and um, and I was so fascinated by it and I think that that was the moment where something clicked in a really big way and I did my level one and level two with her and so and I did it just for me I wasn't again necessarily wanting to do a business or anything around it but um, I did it for the healing aspect of it to go a bit deeper and it was um, as in you know someone in my early 20s it was something that not a lot of people around me were doing mm-hmm. um, and so I was um, I felt connected finally I think to to something to something bigger and um, and then you know fast forward all those years later where um I guess you know being at Lululemon that was a place where they did talk a lot about um alignment and and just um there was a lot of mentorship that that was being offered around um and of course they wanted you to move up in the company and everything it was very corporate (laughs) in certain ways but it was also very empowering and um I think that kind of allowed me to find again a little bit more of a piece of who I really was and who I am and who I wanted to be what I wanted to do and I and at that time actually I was living out in Edmonton that was all in Edmonton my husband was military at the time and um so we had kind of moved around I was sort of just following him and anyway it doesn't matter but just um all over the place so when we kind of settled down we knew that we were putting our roots down in Ottawa here where we both grew up and uh I was mostly being a stay-at-home mom I I did the jewelry stuff on the side and, and whatnot but I did have a lot of anxiety and I kind of came to a place in my life where I was overwhelmed all the time and and this is where um I kind of remembered the tools that I had with Reiki and uh, I was able to use that and meditation and, and to sort of self-soothe, I guess. But yeah. um, I was able also to to meet and to connect with um, this incredible woman um, that was just outside of Ottawa. And she became really kind of the, um, I, I guess, almost like the mentor that held the mirror in front of me. And I was able to really see again, you know, who, who I was. And I did um, continue with Reiki through her I did my level three my level four my master's that kind of thing and uh, and went on and did a couple of more certification programs with her and I was able to really I think not just I guess heal myself and 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 help myself grow but that's when everything kind of opened up and I realized that like hey like I kind of think I want to do this for other people um and uh so that was actually just the beginning of 2014 um so it was everything happened really quite quickly so it was like I I reconnected with Reiki with energy and I did want to create a business around it again being a stay-at-home mom I was like I just need something else some sort of little purpose on the side and that entrepreneurial you know voice inside of me was like well why don't you do this and anyways so I was seeing clients sometimes during 
during the day, my kids would just like sit in front of the TV and I'd go downstairs with the clients and um, just hope that they didn't come down and, and bug us, um, which they never did. And, uh, and sometimes I worked at night, really nice, I think, transition. And then in my Reiki sessions, I actually started to receive messages. And, um, you know, I think this is what one of the things that I often say in the work that I do with my clients and, and maybe even people that I'm teaching is we all have the ability to connect with spirit. We all have the ability to hear spirit and to hear that inner voice, that inner wisdom, but we are so loud <laughs> and we're, we're very, very seldom quiet enough to hear it. And I think Reiki gave me the opportunity to, um, to just be in that space and, and to listen. So when I was done with a lot of my clients, I would have just literally like ample amounts of information to share with them that I was receiving throughout their, their session. And they were like, it was literally like they were getting a Reiki treatment. And, and at the time I didn't know this, but a reading on the side, like it was so much. And, and, and I realized that so much of it was resonating with them and, and it was very powerful. And um, someone had once said to me, you know, information doesn't heal. And, and I kind of realized that it sometimes does. And, and it's, it's not the healing process. It's not the whole healing process. But um, I realized that with some information and, and just validation, that it was a big deal for a lot of my clients. And they, they needed that kind of little cognitive piece to kind of wrap around, you know, what was happening with the energies in their bodies. And so, um, so that really kind of amplified with my Reiki clients. And I just felt like it was becoming a lot to do Reiki. And at the same time, I was like, I wasn't really focused on the Reiki session as much because I was hearing so much. So I felt without getting too woo woo on you here, <laughs> I, I definitely felt guided and, and sort of this little whisper from, from my inner being, I think, just saying like, it's time to separate them. It's time to do Reiki sessions or offer readings. And so <laughs> that's what I kind of followed. And, and it, it, at the time I wasn't necessarily talking to deceased people. It was mostly just guides and, and what I assumed was their inner beings for guidance. So um, there was still some, some practice and evolution to happen, but that's kind of how it all started. I don't know if that even makes sense or what. Oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. I mean, wow. So cool. I remember you explaining, you know, how, how you essentially <laughs> feel like everybody has this power. And, I, and when you told me that, I just thought like, wait a second, I feel like I have some yeah. of this. And, you know, and like you said earlier too, about being quiet and being able to hear those things sometimes, like I almost sometimes feel like I can almost hear the words they're saying like yes. very clearly. And it's not that I like see like a physical thing. I just like, it's in my head, you know? And the, the thing that you keep connecting with the anxiety, I, I feel that too. I feel like I feel like I'm a very, I don't know if there's different types of people with anxiety, but I'm one of those ones where you can't really tell. It just like comes out of me. Like sometimes, you know, like I'll, the yeah. anxiety will build and then I'll just be like really angry for no reason, you know? Yeah. So um, no, that's amazing. I think that story is so cool. So tell me about, so it really kind of transitioned for you. So you like with Reiki, how did you, how did you find clients? Like, what were you doing to kind of you know what I mean? And then how did you switch between the rate? Like once you yeah. said your inner person came to you and said, Hey, <laughs> time to choose. Um, and I've definitely felt that sometimes, you know, where I felt yeah. like, okay, it's time to figure out what you want to do here. Like you're at a cross cross point. Like a crossroads, right? right? Yeah. It's like, you're at this, like, kind of, you just are starting to feel, especially if you're in tune with it, you, you just kind of feel that something's maybe a little bit off or, or that even sometimes we can start anticipating the transition. It hasn't happened yet. We don't know what it is, but we feel like something's coming, right? Mm -hmm. It's like this little inner calling. Um, and it's funny because again, with, with my client that I had last night, I was talking with her and uh, I kept hearing, I don't know if, if there's any, you or any of your listeners um, have small children, but I kept hearing from frozen too Elsa's calling like that like that little oh, yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it but you you went there um I <laughs> love it so yeah so that and and sometimes like I'll kind of hear that not like necessarily in, in in that voice but just it feels like that little nudge right and I feel like that that with that movie in particular it kind of resonated with me with having the small girls but it just sort of like something calling us towards something new and, uh, and maybe some answers. And so I definitely was feeling that. Um, but I think that for once in my life, and, you know, being somebody that I think really suffered from anxiety for a long time without really knowing, um, you know, growing up, it wasn't something that was as widely talked about it as it is right now. And yeah. um, I think when I look back, I'm like, holy moly, like I, I could have used a lot of help probably, <laughs> but, um, you know, we just didn't know. And uh, I kept a lot to myself. 
I think that I kind of just rolled with everything for the first time in my life. I didn't push against the grain. I had no idea what the heck was happening or what I was doing. And I felt like, um, I don't know why, but for some reason I put so much trust into it just unfolding the way that it needed to. And I have noticed on my path as an entrepreneur and in creating a business around this, that the most beautiful moments in my business are always centered around when I just let go and surrender and I stop trying so dang hard to make something work. And I'm not saying that I haven't put a lot of effort in and worked really hard because I know that's a thing with business owners, but when, when we can kind of just stop and like you were talking about just listening for the answers rather than trying to come up with them on our own or looking left and looking right and comparing ourselves. And I think right off the bat, um, I just, I didn't know anybody else that was a medium or that was a psychic or, or, you know, did any of this. Um, I did know Reiki practitioners and I was able to connect with them a little bit, but it was just happening in a very different way for me. And so I, I started with, I, I was literally just kind of put my hands in spirit and I just sort of had the conversations with, with them through meditation. And I was like, listen, like, you've got to take over here because I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and I, if I'm, if I'm going to help other people, I want to do it in a really respectful and sacred way. And from the get go, I think I knew that um, it wasn't about creating a business. It was just about creating a place really to be that bridge and that, and, and, you know, close that gap, like I had said before. So um, I guess, I don't know if that's making a long story short or not, but I basically asked spirit for help and I was guided to six people and it was weird. I don't know why these six people, these, these women, they were all women. They were people that I knew, but not well enough to know too much about their lives. But I did know that I think all six of them, or at least some of them anyways, had had people that were significant in their lives that had passed maybe fairly recently. And, and again, I didn't know details. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't practicing on people that I really knew that well, because that wouldn't work. Um, and so anyways, I reached out to these people. I said, Hey, I know that you know me or that you think you know me, but this is what's going on in my life. And, um, you know, I've recently discovered that I have this ability to connect and channel with people on the other side. And, um, and at that point too, I should mention that in some of my Reiki sessions, I had started to channel with deceased people. And this is where I kind of realized that, okay, I really need to, um, to separate these two things. And, and anyways, so I reached out to these people and I think all but one of them were totally open and they were like, yes, like, please practice on me. Like you said, even though it's not widely talked about, um, I think a lot of people are on their own inner journey with it and questioning and, and wanting to know if, if there's validity around the, the other side and heaven and, and what that looks like and everything. So um, they were all very open and uh, very non-judgmental. And I think that that was the one thing when I looked at this list of people um, that I was to reach out to, I just felt like, okay, like whatever happens, I know no one's going to judge me and, and I'm going to be okay with it. <laughs> so, so I just kind of went with that. And, um, and that's how I guess my business unfolded because from there, they then came back to me and said, listen, like I've got, you know, this person or, you know, my family member would like to connect. So I sort of created again, not really knowing what I was doing. I created this, um, kind of, I think it was like maybe 20 bucks or something like a friends or family referral. They can have a reading for 20 bucks. And, um, I was getting the, the guy or the practice, um, and they were, you know, receiving whatever they needed to receive. And, um, and then from there it kind of spurred on and it sort of snowballed and people just talked and I had created a Facebook page because I felt like I needed something, but I, at the time I, I wasn't going to create a website. Like I just didn't know yet. Right. I was just yeah. letting it kind of unfold. And, um, somebody on Facebook in September that year. So this was from June until September. So through the summer, I was just doing these kind of random readings for these people that were like, Hey, I know <laughs> someone that wants to come and see you. And, um, in September, I remember, um, I just started getting emails, like actual emails from people that I had no idea who they were. And somebody I think had posted on a mom's Facebook group saying, does anybody know <laughs> A medium or a psychic and someone recommended me and then someone else recommended me and so people were just um reaching out and and people that I think that didn't even know that they were looking for that were like oh well that sounds kind of cool so you know and um and so it just kind of snowballed and um I'd have to say looking back I mean I have I have dabbled in some traditional marketing by all means especially with some of the courses and stuff that I'll talk about but for clients like they just kind of showed up and, and it was, it was a blessing because I think I needed that. I needed 
the continued validation that what I was doing was okay and that it was real and, and it was yeah. happening and um, and it was it was nice and I was charging a little bit more than twenty dollars at a time but but you know gradually as we grow in our business yeah. we, we raise our prices and whatnot but anyways yeah. that's amazing wow it, it's it's so it sounds like very much like most businesses, right? When you start, like even for myself, when I started, I was had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, I very quickly realized that, you know, same thing with you, right? Like you, okay, I need a Facebook or I need yeah. a place to, you know, have an email, like a, a legit one, maybe, um, you know, all those things that um, like, how do I even accept payments, right? So like all those things are really important, right? So in 2014, clients started coming to to you, I guess, in September. And obviously, all of the pains, you know, whether it be like growing pains or things like that, what were some challenges or pivots perhaps that you had to make in your business when you started to probably get a lot more clients, I'm assuming? I Okay, so this is kind of cool, because I think that, again, um, as, as we begin our businesses, we... <clears throat> maybe not everybody, but I was kind of like, I was just going to take whatever I could get. Right. Like I was like, I was grateful for whoever came to see me. And I would say that one of the biggest challenges was that when you're working, well, for me anyways, when I was working with energy and, and anybody really, if you're working with any kind of other people, clients or whatnot, um, you, you meet different types of people. And um, I, I think probably quickly realized that, you know, was I going to focus on the business side of it or, and, you know, try and grow my business and and have more clients, that kind of thing. Um, Or was I really going to hold some integrity with the type of clients that I wanted to work with? And it's not that I was being selective by any stretch, but there were a few people that um, often came back to see me that I really didn't resonate with. And, and it was okay. And I was always open to giving referrals and, and, you know, sending them to someone else, maybe that I did connect with. And uh, yeah, it was, um, I think one of the biggest turning points was when, and this is going to sound awful, but I'm going to tell this story anyways, because I think that we all get into these situations that make us very uncomfortable sometimes. And it's in those situations where we tend to grow the most, right? So I actually had a client in my home and she was there as a gift. So someone had gifted her the session. And I'm always really like nervous ever since then with when people show up because someone sent them, I'm always like, oh, I hope they want to be here. <laughs> like, I hope they want yeah. to have this and, and they're open. And, and again, like they always are, but this one particular person was very closed off and, and, you know, kind of sat with her arms crossed the whole time and kind of was like smug and laughing at the messages that were coming through. And I just remember feeling like you're in my home. And, and I, I had this moment of clarification and I was just like, you know what, I don't think this is working. And, and I, I just sort of said to her, like, I think that maybe you'd be better off um, going to see somebody else. And, and I, I handed her back whatever the, the money oh, the envelope that she had. Um, and, and I was just, you know, I think that I take what I do very seriously. And, and it came out of my mouth. I don't know that I had thought about it before, but I was like, I do take what I do really seriously. I find that um, I spend a lot of time preparing for these sessions and, and preparing myself energetically to be able to connect genuinely um, with somebody. And, and I don't need to prove myself you know, to anybody. And so that was really a pivotal moment for me, that one particular client. And it hasn't happened very often, if even at all since then, I don't even know. But um, it was just a moment where I realized that I get to choose as well, you know, and, and I don't have to continue if I don't feel like it, if I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not roped in by any stretch and, and, and kind of going off of that too. Another thing I think that was a, a pivotal change for me was um, kind of similar where I found that people were coming to see me often. And, and I know that spirit doesn't really love that. I didn't really love that. I, I was, my, my prices weren't all that large at the time. Like, you know, it wasn't much of an investment. So people were, you know, booking and I would see them like every three months. And I was like, I think you need to kind of, you know, live your life. And um, a lot of the people that were booking in, it was, they were just, it was very energy draining. And I just kind of felt like it was too much. And I had kind of maybe over, overstocked my plate anyways. And so that was a point where I kind of looked and I, I changed my pricing in a really big way. Um, but it was so that it didn't justify, you know, that kind of repetitive clientele, I guess it was, I I love seeing people again, don't get me wrong. And I do usually (laughs) like, you know, maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, if people need that. But for, for at that time, I was like, it kind of weeded out 
um, a certain category of people. I don't know if that sounds awful, but like, I just, it was the truth, right? I felt like I needed to resonate with people that were in that same kind of vibrational field. And, um, and this is something that, uh, yeah, I learned. That's interesting because I think, you know, after our session, I messaged you being like, I still have more questions, but it's more like, I think because, there was just, it's almost as it's happening. And this is the best way I can describe it is that like, you're reading our energy. And then, you know, you know, we're, we're talking to spirits, you're trying to introduce people. And there's just so many things happening in such a short moment, that sometimes it takes really like digesting all of it for you to be like, wait a second, like, I, I like, why didn't I ask? this? Or I whatever. <laughs> so I feel like, that would be like, for me, just like, I would want to go just to like clarify some things or, you know, touch more on certain things where I, I probably didn't even acknowledge that it was, you know what I mean? <laughs> that it was Absolutely. Happening. Yeah. And it's funny because again, just, I think it was about a week ago, I had a client and, and I'm seeing her get, she emailed me almost exact same thing. Like she was like, is, okay, so here's the thing too. I think this is maybe why, because as a medium, I'm focusing a lot on deceased people on the other side and, um, and they're, they're just running the show. Like, it's like, they're going to talk about whatever the heck they want to talk about. And they're going to grab my attention when they need to, even if it's in the middle of a sentence sometimes. And so it's a a very large focus for a lot of people to connect with their loved ones. But there's also that whole side of it where it's like, I want to know that I'm on the right path. And like, I want to know that I'm in the right place in my life. And, And you can, yes, of course, find that alignment yourself. But it's nice to hear the validation when you find someone that you trust to be that interpreter right and um so yeah this client that I had about a week ago she has another appointment coming up because she was like I just needed a little bit more focus on on me rather than you know connecting and it was a beautiful thing she needed to connect with someone on the other side or needed to wanted to I guess and and so anyways yeah but that's not uncommon and and that's not necessarily what I mean when people are coming to see me very often it was more of like a I need you to tell me now what to do and then, oh, and then they would go, it wasn't like they weren't really kind of, you know, living their life, but by all means, um, I have a lot of clients that, that almost need those two sessions at least, because it's like, first they want to focus on their loved ones. And then the next time they'll come and they'll focus on their path. So wow, you should offer this as a, <laughs> as a thing, you know, package. Yeah, like as a tool. Oh yeah. Hey, that's <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, and people might not even realize that it's uh, something that they're like, why would I want a book too? But you know, I know that it's, that was one of the things, you know, I always tell people like, it took me a while to book in to see her. Like you're very, you know, I remember, um, like one of my friends saying like you book like three to four months in advance. And I, I think you've changed things since you started doing it maybe perhaps a couple years ago, but I'm curious, have you, how do, how do you do it now? I think it's like a wait list or something. Yeah. So um, I was the, the point of shift for me at that with my scheduling was when I jumped into a calendar year, it was January. I don't remember what year it was. I feel like I want to say 2017. I can't really remember, but um, it was January and I was booked all the way to the end of December that year. And I was like, loved it. It was fantastic, but it was very overwhelming for me. I was like, how do I already know what I'm doing on like November 16th of this year? Like how, how is that even possible? So it was a lot. And, um, one thing that I learned with that, I actually quickly in the summertime, I, I went through kind of like a burnout again, just the energy drain. I wasn't taking care of myself the way that Mm -hmm. I needed to as any business owner needs to, not just because I work with energy, but just, we need to replenish ourselves. And I wasn't, and I was go, go, go and, (laughs) and doing a whole lot and adding things and doing group readings and doing my single sessions and being a mom and I, you know, all of the stuff. And I had to cancel sessions and normally you know I would just rebook them and I didn't have a place in my schedule to rebook them and so that was a really big learning experience for me I was like I need to not be so aggressive with my calendar (laughs) it was a new sort of format that I came out with that I would only you know really be booked for two or three months in advance and then I would just kind of hold it and then you know um, maybe a month before that that sort of time period was up, I would open my calendar again, I would just send out a newsletter. Like you said, there was a a bit of a wait list, I guess, or like people would sign up for the newsletter anyways. And then I'd say, okay, my calendar is opening on this day. And it would be open for two to three months. And and literally within, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours, everything would be booked again, like, it was just it was, you know, kind of crazy. And, um, and right now, I've opened my calendar, like I'm booked till the end of June. So it's about, I think that was in January. So I had about a six month 
um, calendar booked. Um, and even that to me is a little bit much. So I like to keep it in smaller increments just in case, like you never know what's going to happen and you never know if you need to, you know, move things around or, or whatnot. So I, I kind of do that as like more of a peace of mind, but again, that's my anxiety. Like I I've learned that I need to, um, manage, manage that in, in order not to be too overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. So. No, I, I, wow. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, you're literally like, it's like a true entrepreneur, right? Like doing all the things, right. Doing like wanting to do group readings, doing single ones, being a mom, being a wife, like all those things. Right. Um, and that must be like, it's, it's a lot, right. To do it all. And like, I just, from my experience and, and the energies that we, we did together, like it's, it, it can be a lot. It takes a lot out of you. So I can't imagine what that must feel like. And it's similar to me when I actually shoot a session. So I always tell um, my husband, like sometimes after a session, I'm so exhausted because I'm reading their energies, I guess, in some way I'm feeding off of the way that they're, you know, feeling or they're, you know, like just trying to like get them to like relax or, you know, that whole thing. But I'm like, it's, it's draining. It's really draining for me. Absolutely. And I think that especially like for the work that you do, well, really, again, anybody that's working with other people, um, especially for you, like it would be a long period of time, I'm assuming, right, that you're, you're on and, and your focus, when our focus is somewhere on one place for a really long time without any little mini breaks or any kind of little mini check-ins with ourselves or um, mm-hmm. just kind of taking some deep breaths even, like you're go, go, go. <laughs> and yeah. so no matter what, it's going to be, um, I think, mentally draining, but energetically, because again, you're you and you connect with people through energies, I think that, um, and intuitively, right? Like you say, like you, I, I think that any really good entrepreneur, um, especially an artist like like you and your husband, like you guys, um, you have to be intuitive with everything that's happening around you. You have to be able to to shift and change depending on how that person's energy shifts or changes or, or how, you know, the vibe whatever, if we want to call it that, like shifts, right? You just kind of got to go with it. And, um, and that's, that takes a lot of energy power. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. And I think you had said that you were pretty tired after our session. Oh yeah. Um, But then couldn't sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like fuzzy probably. Yeah. I think that's not uncommon either. You know, people, again, it's the focus and, and just the shift in the energy. I think. Yeah. Like I felt like extremely, um, like my body felt tired, but my mind was like, you know, (laughs) like running a hundred miles an hour. So (laughs) it was really amazing. Yeah. I kind of felt like a wedding day high. That's what kind of what I I feel like it is, right? Like I'm reading the energy, reading the rooms, anticipating things that are going to happen. Like all of those things are happening, especially in like eight or 10, 12 hour day. (laughs) Yeah. So talk to me about some of the highlights that you've had in your business. Now, I usually ask for three, but you know, you don't have to give me three or you can give me more if you want to. Um, But talk to me about some of those that are just like, you know, those moments. I always say it's like, for me, um, it's almost where you think of like, I don't know if you know the movie Elf and you're just like in love, right? You're just like, wow, this is it. Like, you know, just one of those aha moments that you're just so proud of. Yeah, that's cool. That's a really good question. I like that. Um, and I love the way that you explained it. Cause again, reading that ahead of time, I was sort of like, highlights. yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, um, I feel like I would say, okay, so it's going to be like kind of a recent one. It's the, probably one of the most pivotal, pivotal changes that I've made in my business. And it was very recent. It was during the pandemic. Actually, it was, um, June, 2020. Um, it actually kind of started, the transition started probably about April. Um, but I, have always been really, really, really passionate about teaching as well. And so, um, you know, of course I was doing personal readings and I was doing group readings and, and I loved all of that, um, but it was kind of like a one-stop shop, right? And a lot of people, a lot of my clients were walking away kind of like, like what do I do now? <laughs> what do I do with this? You know, just that sort of sense of like overwhelming, but also excitement, but also like, okay, like, how, how do I really reestablish that connection? And so, um, and I, and I had dabbled in, um, actually I did quite, quite a few, um, courses and I always did in-person things. So I loved having people either in my home, I had a really nice space in my old home. Um, and, uh, or, you know, I'd rent a space and I would do these workshops and things either full day or maybe just a couple hours. But, um, I loved to kind of add in that teaching component just sort of, so people would maybe have that, um, opportunity to like really connect on their own. 
So whether it was like intuitive development or psychic development, sometimes like a chakra class or something like that, just a little bit of information. Um, And I love the teaching component. So um, I think my biggest um, like win, I would say like that feeling of like, oh, was when I created these membership courses that you, I know that you had said that you had um, seen those on my website and um, it kind of created a place where I finally feel like I can, without being spread too thin, without needing to repeat everything over and over and over um, or like redo the the classes, you know, once a month or whatever to get, you know, new people there. Um, I have this platform where I can connect with people in real time, real space. Um, All of my like pre-recorded courses are up there, but I go live with them. I go live every month and we have this community space and I'm able to really get to know um, my clients after I've seen them some of them I I haven't had as clients but but they're there anyways but um, a lot of them have come to see me and and kind of in that situation of like I want more or like I kind of want a little bit more guidance and a little bit more mentorship and so I finally was able to figure out what that looked like it's not that I didn't know how to do it I just didn't know it would look like that so so that was probably like my biggest and that was like I said it's very recent but it's the thing that I, I feel like like the most in line with and I think it's the most sustainable thing that I've ever created in my business as a business mindset. Um, it's, you know, however many members are there, um, I'm still doing the same amount of work, you know, yeah. and, and so, and connecting with more and more people. It's just, it's beautiful. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's amazing. So you started doing that during the pandemic. Now, when the pandemic hit, I know you yeah. used to see people in your home. So you switched to doing everything via Zoom. Has that been a trend? Like, has that been difficult or was that... Like, yeah, how did so, you feel like that was for your business? So it was really interesting because um, earlier in 2020, probably about Jan- late January, I think, um, I started off that year very strange. I think that, um, you know, I, I went into it like every other year, kind of goal setting, planning, always business planning, trying to figure out where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do differently with my business. And I remember having this moment with my husband and just kind of being like, like, I feel like I'm backed into a corner. Like, I feel like I backed myself into this, like, you know, time in versus time out or money in whatever time in for money out, like just that, that sort of trading time for money. Right. And, and which is, again, it's very traditional business, but I always knew that I wanted something maybe um, like more passive income or something on the side. And um, anyway, so I had said to him, I was like, I feel like I want more freedom or like, if we go away, maybe we want to travel later down the road. um, How can I still see clients? And so I had said to him that I wanted to kind of transition more online. Um, But I just had no idea that it would happen so quickly. (laughs) Um, So you know, fast forward, obviously, to to mid-March, like most people, it was very, we had no idea what was happening, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think I canceled, uh, or I reached out, and I I had said to everybody that was booked, I think, through April, I believe, so end of March and April, um, and I kind of just said, listen, like, I'm obviously not taking anybody into my home, Uh, it's restricted, I can't, I can't do that right now, but um, I'm willing to do either telephone session or a Zoom session, and um, a lot of them, I said, or, you know, I totally understand if you just want to cancel, and we can just kind of wait it out and see what happens, and a lot of people just, you know, they just wanted to wait it out, there's, there's really nothing like sitting in the same room with someone, right, and you really get to connect with them and their energy, Um, so a lot of people just opted to wait, and plus it was very, nobody knew what the heck was going on, so, Um, I did, I did transition a little bit to zoom at that point. And um, I got to, I got to know that it was like really no different than (laughs) doing something in person, other than the fact that I couldn't hug my clients after they left, like before they left. Um, I don't know. I'm very connected, I think by the end of a session. So I'd love to just give like a great big bear hug if someone's open to that. And, uh, and I couldn't do that. So there wasn't that like real tangibility to it, but I realized that there was really no boundaries with spirit. And, um, and so it just became kind of a non-issue and and it became another routine. Again, something that as business owners or as people really just through the pandemic, we've had to just adapt to so many different things. So um, I just sort of took it day by day and, and um, eventually, so I I kind of lost a lot of clients, I guess I would say through like um, April, they kind of quickly realized, I think too, that, okay, this isn't changing. (laughs) So um, we pretty much rebooked. And and anyway, so um, it kind of just, it was, I think a collective thing. I think that if I had just decided to just go to Zoom sessions, I'm not sure the reaction would have been so, you know, open armed, but people didn't have a choice. <laughs> like, what were they going to do? Right. Yeah. So um, you're, like, think, oh, you're like, not my fault. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, it was like another one of those little things that kind of felt like divinely orchestrated, like, oh, you're asking for this. Okay, we'll do this now. And um, 
So it just sort of happened and it turns out that we ended up moving. And so I'm just moving forward with an online business and I'm not necessarily at this point, um, you know, my home that I'm in right now, it doesn't have the same kind of space that I had in the last home. So um, I'm not planning on necessarily going back to in-person sessions at this time. Anyways, again, I never say never because you never know, but it was a neat, a neat transition and it's been, it's been okay. And it's also kind of opened up the space for people all over you know, North America, especially I've had several people even just this week from down in the States. So it's, it's yeah. just kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see people from other places and, you know, I think now, now just from my business perspective, you know, my little like <laughs> thing went off, like if you wanted to do in person, now you could almost charge a premium for it. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, once COVID everything is safe, yeah. you know, like yeah. to me, like the first thing that came to my head is like, oh, it'd be so cool to have an in-person session, you know? <laughs> You're right. And it is really cool. And, and it would be, I mean, it's doable for sure. And I love it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like that's actually, that's, that's a cool. Um, right. Like I'm not saying you have to convert your space or whatever, but I think, you know, there would be like a, like, you know, a price tag if you wanted to do in person. I like it. Um, and I think people would like, I pay it. So I'm sure other people would pay it. just because I think like, I, I, like you said, you were able to figure it out through zoom, but I'm sure, like you said, there's, it's probably even more, it can be intense probably with, especially if people are like in that same wavelength as you, I would see, I could just feel like almost maybe even being in your home, I'd be like, Ooh, <laughs> my yeah. senses are going. <laughs> it's so true. And, and you bring up, bring up a good point because I think that for me, nothing really changed because I always did it in my own space and I have my, my little office and I've, it's, you know, my little sacred corner of the house, but for my clients, it was a really nice treat to leave and, and come somewhere different, right. For mm -hmm. a reading. Um, I think that sitting in your own, you know, kitchen or your own home office doing a session and then everything wraps up and you're like still there and you're like, Oh, like what just happened? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like what? And so I think that it, it's nice, the whole idea of that kind of like outing, right? As well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all missing that at this point. So. I know. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> um, so this one might be interesting. What are some tips, perhaps? Like, obviously, you're teaching this now, but what are some tips, perhaps, that you give to people who are interested in starting a similar business to yours? Or is there a way that you think that this? sorry, this is a, a curveball, but is there a way that you think that businesses that are already existing, let's say a photographer <laughs> could in, include this type of, not necessarily this work, but just this process, you know, of just like understanding in their life. Cause I think that there's value in, and I don't really know what the words are yet, <laughs> you know, but just like really, especially like as creatives and I deal with a lot of creatives in, in my, in my life as entrepreneurs, especially like we must all be feeling that, right? Like we all kind of get that. All the things that you described are exactly how I feel and in, in my business. So yeah, if there's any tips that you could give us, that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, yeah. So a couple of different things I say, I, I mean, I feel like I'm excited about this question because um, I think the biggest thing, the word that comes to me the most is trust and, and trusting in of course, the process, trusting in your knowledge, trusting in what you've learned and where you've been, but also putting some trust into that, that inner, inner voice or that inner calling, right? That Elsa's voice there. That, um, <laughs> I won't Elsa, do it again. <laughs> um, and, and, and trusting that, that there is, it, so this, this can come really easy to some people and in some people it's, it's a practice, right? But trusting that there maybe is that divine plan or that divine order and that maybe there's someone out there um, that knows your path a little bit even more deeply than you do and that you don't have to come up with all the answers all the time. And that sometimes it's okay to just not know and not have to really figure it out because a lot of the time when we're trying, like I said before, when we're really trying to figure it out and it's like we're swimming upstream, it feels completely against the grain. And so typically it's the moment of surrender where we kind of feel like, okay, you know what, I just need to take a, a break or back off of this idea for a second. And then that's when kind of all the other ideas or the supporting ideas flow to us. And um, I think as creatives, a lot of the time we think that those ideas are ours and, and maybe, maybe they are, but I think that a lot of the time they are coming from, you know, a deeper knowing. And, uh, and when it feels good 
to trust and follow that. Cause that was, I think my biggest thing on this path was I tried as a, as a business owner to, to look around and see what other people in my field were doing. And every, and even to this day, every time that I do that, if I look left or I look right, I get so off course and I get so like, sometimes it empowers me. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to have those resources, but other times and most times I'm thinking like, Oh my God, I'm not doing enough. Or like, should I be doing that? Or should I be doing this? And so one of the things that I, I, you know, preach is just to be very mindful of um, your own path and stay in your own lane. And, and yes, again, of course, there's this opportunity to hear from other people and, um, and, and listen to their stories, but remembering that your authentic self has a story of, of her own, right? And I think that, uh, yeah, there's so much value in that. Oh. It gives me the like chills all over. I love it. I love it. And then I just literally, I don't know if you can feel that, but I literally thought like, how cool would it be to have you come back and on the podcast and talk a little bit more about this? I think we could talk a lot more about that topic. And so I think it would be interesting if you'd be game. I would love that. Yeah, big time. Because I think that, again, like it applies. It's not just about like, hey, do you want to become a medium or a psychic or like create a business around that? It's like, it's just life. It's like, how do I live my best life and how do I feel the most aligned? And, and I think alignment is the most important thing in anything that we're doing, whether it's being a mother or a father, like parent um, or a businesswoman, right? And, and so, yeah, there's a lot to be said for just kind of getting in touch and, and listening. <laughs> Yeah. And I think too, like you, you literally, like when you said swimming upstream, I, I actually pictured myself quite swimming in sometimes. And when you said, you know, when you find that thing and you're not going against the grain, like there are those moments all the time. I almost feel like that happens like very often. I think, I, I think that's not uncommon. And I think that that's often in times where, um, you know, we're just kind of being reminded really to, to center in, right. And, and ground and, and, realign and and kind of refocus on our intentions and and that kind of thing. So it's a nice little reminder. (laughs) Yes. No, it's great. Now this one is always kind of a random question that I put in there when it comes to tools, (laughs) is there anything that you use? And this can be anything from business tools, or it can be just your, you know, maybe things that you use every day with, you know, to help you Um, maybe Reiki stuff, whatever you think makes the most sense that make your life easier. Yeah. So, uh, and it's funny because I was thinking about this too. And I was like, okay, well, there's definitely like, like business tools, like for example, like online booking calendar, that kind of thing saved my life. <laughs> like it was, you know, you're not getting back to everybody by email and putting people in. Like it was just, that was very, you know, to make, to make the whole process very self-sufficient, I think was a big thing. Um, of course, again, business tools, such as this platform that I um, use for the membership stuff and, and my courses and that kind of thing. But um, I think the most, like when I really kind of thought about it, the most tools that I use, or I guess the tools that resonate the most with me are the ones that um, I've incorporated into my life. So I know it sounds super cheesy, but it's like tools of replenishment, like things again, that um, as any entrepreneur, I think would understand this, that we get depleted so fast. And when we're putting our energy and pouring ourselves into other people, whether that be clients or the growth of our business or our kids or whatever, um, it's really, and, and women, especially not, not that men are in that category as well, but women, especially we, we hold a lot of responsibility. And so the tools of replenishment that I've really kind of um, zoned in on, I think, and, and really have to keep in my life are um, things like meditation um, or, or at least mindful moments throughout the day. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes meditation is just so out of reach. It's a beautiful practice. Don't get me wrong. And it's, it's fantastic when you're feeling good and you can sit and you can turn off your mind and uh, like how beautiful that is. But a lot of the time life is intense and we don't have that opportunity to just sit and clear our minds. Like we, we have the maybe intention of doing that, but are like, we're making our lists and we're doing all these things. It's really hard to shut off. And so on those days, I'll, I'll just kind of incorporate some, I'll set up my alarm, like my watch alarm or my phone alarm every hour and just take a deep breath and, and kind of center in, um, So tools like that, I guess. And um, of course I have like other little kind of things that raise my vibration and and like Reiki, of course, or um, I don't know, just like little like activities that I like to do going for walks outside, that kind of thing that really kind of break up my day, I think. And so I know it's not necessarily the most conventional answer, but I think, I think that it's important to find the tools that keep you in a place where you have really the most energy that you can in order to 
to serve, right? And that's what we all do in our businesses is we serve other people. And I think that uh, it's important to remember that we need to serve from a full cup. Absolutely. And I mean, I feel like as entrepreneurs, it's just, there's never really that switch off. And I'm sure you probably get that, right? Where it's like, you don't go, I mean, nobody really goes out of the home right now, but you don't, you don't get to close the laptop sometimes and like, okay, now the business stops and I get to do my thing. Right. So I think that there's, um, you know, it's, it can be just difficult, right. Trying to, to do that, especially when you're an entrepreneur. So it's interesting that you say like, I put an alarm so that I can try to be mindful or take a breath or take a moment to reflect. Um, I, I love meditation is something that people have been telling me for years to do. And I started doing it recently, actually. I find it's quite helpful, um, mostly for sleeping, just because that's kind of when like everything just like starts racing. Anyways, that's a really great tool. Thank you for sharing that. So how can people find you or follow you? I mean, I'm sure at this point, they're just like looking at the show notes. How do I get in touch with you? You know, she books till June. Like, how are we going to do this? We love it. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, of course I have a website and everything, like I had said, with my tools on there, everything's pretty self-sufficient. So it's jenniferhall.ca super simple. And, uh, I do have a Facebook page, psychic medium, Jennifer Hall. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well, which, um, I'm not as consistent right now as I would like to be, but I'm hoping to get more into it for 2021. And, and it's, it's up there. It's again, psychic medium, Jennifer Hall, and, uh, really lots of tips and tools and little tricks, short videos, things that people can maybe incorporate into their lives, support that kind of thing. And then I also have on my website under the membership tab, there are two memberships that I offer. One is, um, both pretty affordable, uh, $6.99 a month for the basic membership, which is like full access to all my online courses. And, um, they're like full courses, like, you know, how to communicate (laughs) with spirit, um, meditation courses. There's tons of like separate meditations on their own. Uh, journal prompts, all sorts of different little videos and stuff. And it's kind of a self-led, just sort of the basic membership um, and, and, you know, cancel anytime. Like if you're done with it, awesome. $14.99 a month is the premium membership. And that's the one that I was kind of mentioning where I, it's all the same thing. So you have full access to all the information, but I go live for webinars every month, twice um, every month. We have a development group where we just kind of gather on Zoom. Everything's online and people can practice their intuition, their intuitive skills with other people. Mm. We can kind of do these little activities and games where, you know, sometimes meditation nights, that kind of thing, but, and a community, community page to connect with other people. So that's on my website though. That's kind of in the, the same area and all the information is there. And um, that's, I think, yeah, where my kind of biggest passion lies right now. As I did mention, I am fully booked until the end of June right now, but if anybody does want to get on, you know, get on the list for when my um, calendar opens again, I do have all that information on my website under the book now tab. You can sign up for my, my newsletter and uh, I always notify my newsletter list whenever I'm going to be opening my calendar for, for the next few months. So (laughs) amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's of course been a pleasure and we'll have to chat about the next time for sure. (laughs) I would love that. We could, we could like really could probably come up with some pretty fun ideas. Like I'm, I'm totally up for anything. So (laughs) it'd be pretty cool. (laughs) I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast path to business where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to grayloftstudio.ca slash path to business.